Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. It's been an interesting week here in Boston with Jalen Brown, who's uh, said some, well, mixed things, not so kind things about his experiences in Boston as an outspoken black athlete, businessman, entrepreneur. There was an interview last week in the New York Times where Jalen Brown called sections of Celtics fans toxic. That's a direct quote. And then earlier this week, The Ringer, Logan Murdoch of The Ringer, published a story, a long interview feature piece with Jalen Brown in which he was quite noncommittal about his future with the Celtics. And I just want to go through a couple of things here, a couple of misconceptions that I've been seeing and reading about Jalen Brown. Uh, There's this perception that, oh, Jalen Brown, right as the season winds down and the playoffs are starting soon, is on this PR tour, this really, this, uh, you know, this spin tour, if you will, to paint his time in Boston as negative and, and talk negatively about the Celtics and, and, and how he's been treated with the Durant trade rumors, which he talked about a lot in the ringer. He never knows the organization's true motives. Um, but that's not really the case, okay? The ringer profile, yes, was published this Tuesday, but the interview was conducted in January. All right, and sometimes it takes a couple of months to turn feature stories like that around. And Sopan Deb in the New York Times conducted his interview with Brown in early March. That piece was published late last week. Um, so he had just a few days turnaround there. So this is not some sort of planned, elaborate media tour for Jalen Brown. Like, okay, now season winds down. I'm a year removed from free agency just about. Now I'm really going to start making waves. It just so happened this way. And also, it's important to know that Jalen Brown is not going out on his own and talking about his experiences in Boston as an outspoken black athlete. Jalen Brown is being asked about these. He's being asked these questions, and he's answering these questions. Interestingly, the one question he doesn't answer is when he's asked about his affiliation with Yee, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. Um, I think the Ringer piece had some interesting stuff about his backstory with Kyrie Irving and how they didn't see eye-to-eye in Boston. Jalen Brown often pushed back at at Irving when they were teammates with the Celtics, but over the last few years, they've grown much closer. And, you know, we'll we'll see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
on your happy price, price line. We'll see where Jalen Brown evolves. I think it's quite evident that he doesn't love the experience of playing in Boston or at the Celtics. I think it's quite evident that his relationship with Jason Tatum may not be that great. You know, it's all the things he says about Tatum. Our relationship is what you think. Um, you know, he doesn't really talk about how close they are off the court because they're probably not that close off the court. Um, so it's, it, and I think Jalen Brown is all, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops as he ages. He's 26 years old now, clearly is a vice president of the NBA, of the NBA Players Association. He's outspoken on these social justice type issues and that's great, but you know, who are his influences now? Yee, Kyrie Irving, um, you know, I can see a future in which Jalen Brown bolts next summer, signs with the Knicks, and really lets it fly in terms of his political leanings, social leanings, and given his defense of Kyrie Irving for tweeting out an anti-Semitic video or his refusal to denounce Yee, despite the fact that he said he's going DEFCON on Jewish people. You know, I think that I think that there are some questions about Jalen Brown's judgment with whom he surrounds himself with, with whom he surrounds himself. Um, and it will be interesting to see if he views himself as really constricted, both personally and professionally in Boston. Judging by these profiles, I think that's the case. But I also want to say real quick, it's a debate we've been having for years, but it's not really worth much of a debate. Jalen Brown's feelings about how he's been treated in Boston, the climate in Boston for a rich black person, for black entrepreneurs, his feelings are relevant because they're his feelings. And we're talking about Jalen Brown. I am not Jalen Brown. You are not Jalen Brown. We have not walked a day in his shoes. We can say, oh my God, he makes tens of millions annually. Like, how hard could it be? But I don't know. We've never been a black, at least I have never been a black man in Boston. And that's how I always view these things. So Jalen Brown's feelings are valid because they are just that, his feelings. Um, But it's interesting that, We talk a lot about how athletes now have less of an impetus to talk to journalists. They have their Twitter feeds, their social media channels. But we have two instances over the last few days, a big New York Times interview and a big profile in The Ringer where quotes that Jalen Brown said to a journalist, journalists, actually have driven the news cycle here, which is, uh, at least for me, someone in journalism, a nice change of pace. As I mentioned at the Open, at the open of the show, rather. Excited to bring on one of our returning champions. Andrew Buckholtz is a contributor to Awful Announcing. And I spoke with him about ESPN's coming layoffs. The Dove Kleeman story from last week. These NFL aggregators, who are they? What are their purposes? And Andrew recently wrote a really interesting piece about the downfall of local TV news and local TV sports in particular in 2023. And if there's anything that sector of the industry can do to resurrect itself and save itself. Uh, so that conversation is coming up on the other side. It's a Sports Media Mayhem podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening.